All right, welcome everybody to Low Country Football Focus. I am Tim Atkins with my co-host here, Stephen Moody. Hello, everybody. Uh, Stephen, uh, been a couple weeks. We had a bye week last week. Yeah, yeah we kind of did. Uh, <laughs> and an undisclosed illness kind of shut us down for a week. Uh, it was an un- unexpected bye week. I caught COVID for the second time, and it was a pretty nasty bout of it. Didn't want to get you sick, and... I thought about doing it by myself, but it just wouldn't have been the same. Plus, I felt so lousy. I didn't even want to get off the couch. No, I so, understand. A lot to talk about today. We got two weeks worth of games to talk about. A lot of big scores over the last two weeks. Let's jump right in it, Stephen. Let's start out with where we normally start out with. Old Somerville, number one team in the state. Number one team in the state. Continue to be the number one team in the state. Last week, or less, I guess that's technically week before last, the game we would have covered last week. Uh, they played Stratford. They did beat Stratford 44-21. Stratford kind of hung around a little while, but just didn't have the horses to run with Somerville. Uh, Green Wave get a big win over their rival, Stratford. And then this past week, Somerville played Stahl. No problem with Stahl. Led the uh, Warriors 57 to nothing at the half. Went on to win it 69 to nothing. I mean, the usual suspects for Somerville. Jaden Cummings, three touchdown passes, all went for touch, uh, three passes. Threw three passes in the whole game. All, all of them went for touchdowns. for touchdowns. Amazing. Quintrell Pettiford, you've heard me call this young man's name, man. Uh, like I said, uh, the other kid gets all the press. Quintrell Pettiford's, Pettiford's a big-time player. He had two touchdown receptions. Ashton Allen Hawkins, two rushing touchdowns. JT Williams had a scoop and score. Uh, I had a little fun thing I added on my notes this week, Stephen, that we can talk about. <laughs> if the playoffs started this week. Mm-hmm. So if the playoffs started this week, Somerville would host an at-large. It's kind of pin that hard to pin that one down. But I think you could be looking at a Dutch Fork team who right now is 2-5 and five and 0-1 and in region, having their worst season in a long time since Coach Don Knotts got there. But wouldn't that be something? Defending what? two three-time state champion at Somerville in the first round of the playoffs. A good way for the Green Wave to make a statement. Also, River Bluff, maybe. They're 5-3. and three. They got a better record. They're 0-2 in region. So that one's kind of hard to pin down, but uh, also worth noting. Now, this is assuming Somerville beats Fort Dorchester. That's not a gimme. Fort yes. T's got a good team. And, and Somerville's going to have to bring it. But uh, just worth mentioning – in that part of the lower state bracket, Sumter is also going to be in that part of the bracket. So it could be a Sumter-Somerville rematch. That'd be something. And you never know. Sumter might might bring a little bit of something back hard to the next Hard time. to beat a team twice. I mean, that's, that's what they always say. So Green Wave, uh, still number one, still undefeated, still the best team in the low country. And, and, I mean, really, to me, a favorite to win the state championship. Uh, next up, let's talk about the Fort Dorchester Patriots. Uh, they are right there with Somerville. I mean, you know, I hate to quote uh, oh, Rick Flair, but to beat a man, you got to beat the man. And if Somerville's going to be the man, they're going to have to beat Fort Dorchester last game of the season. That's, I mean, that's apparent because they're, they're starting to get their footing down now. And they're, you know, they're only lost in the last four games was only by basically a touchdown. Yeah, they played. They played Grayson, Georgia. That was one of their losses. Mm-hmm. And you know, we we know what Grayson has, but Fort Dorchester got a good team. Two weeks ago, they played Berkeley. Uh, excuse me, no, they played Ashley Ridge. Ashley Ridge also kind of hung around a little while. Ashley Ridge got a good football team. Ashley Ridge was undefeated at the time, but Fort Dorchester pulls away and beats Ashley Ridge forty to twenty-two. This past week, they played Goose Creek, and, and I'll go into. Uh, a little more detail about Goose Creek because I saw him two weeks ago. Goose Creek's got a good football team. Yes, sir. Goose Creek's two and five, one and zero oh in region. They lose to Fort Dorchester forty nine thirty five, but this was a back and forth game. Goose Creek was in it. Goose Creek's got some players. Kamani Clary at quarterback. The the kid McGowan, Malik McGowan at running back. I mean, he's big time. Evan Daniels on the on the on the wideout. Goose Creek, if they can get everybody on the same page at, at the same time to wake up, the Gators, I'm telling you, they were a good-looking football team. I was very impressed with the way they manhandled Berkeley. They beat Berkeley two weeks ago, 49-7, to and I was touting this game as 
hey, it's anybody's region. Uh, Berkeley could go up there and beat Goose Creek, and Berkeley could, this young Berkeley, t- no, forget all that. Goose well, Creek stomped them, put her foot on her neck. I mean, it, it was it, it was a, a flex by Goose Creek, what they did to Berkeley two weeks ago. Well, like you said, you know, Goose Creek just, you know, hung around and just couldn't finish it with Fort Dorchester. But those guys, you know, they're sitting good in their region. They're, they're 1-0 in their region, and they should be in good standing to make some moves. I mean, really, with, with that resounding win over Berkeley, to me, Goose Creek's the favorite in that region, hands down. They got to go through Cane Bay. Cane Bay is going to be a tough game. But really, te- really, that's their only really tough game left. I mean, they've got Cane Bay this week. They've got Wando and they've got Stratford. Now, Stratford is one and six, but they've been playing people tough. They they had a heck of a schedule, but ultimately they haven't been winning those games. They haven't been winning any of those games. And I don't think Stratford's a serious player in Region Six Five A. I think it's going to come down between the Cobras. And the and the Gators and if the Gators play against Cane Bay like I saw them play two weeks ago and it sounds like what they played against Fort Dorchester, is Goose Creek's region again. Yeah, they're they're extremely tough. Cane Bay, it doesn't seem like they have like a lights out offense, but they they're going to have a tough test with Goose Creek. Well, I mean, we all know the Cobras are going to run the ball. They're going to play defense. They're going to run the ball. They're going to throw it maybe four times, five times a game. That's it. If you can stop that run and force them out of what they are comfortable doing, what they like to do, you can really make life miserable for Cane Bay and, and make them very uncomfortable. Uh, talking about Fort Dorchester, though, the Patriots, Charles Watson, the quarterback, man, he looked good again against Goose Creek. 212 yards passing, three touchdowns. Davian Brown had 119 yards rushing. Ryan Campbell had 118 yards rushing. Uh, that's the second straight game. Both of those tailbacks have went over 100 yards each. Uh, very impressive by the Patriots. Monty Johnson, the wide receiver, had 122 receiving yards. Multi Snyder, 116 receiving yards. Just all the skill position players for Fort Dorchester getting in it. But like I said, Goose Creek had this game close for a while, but Fort D ultimately wins it. 49-35. Uh, Kamani Clary for Goose Creek had nearly 300 yards passing, passing four touchdowns. And let's look at this also. If playoffs started today, I think you're looking at St. James at Fort Dorchester. That's me assuming Somerville beats Fort D and Fort D finishes second in Region 75A and hosts a playoff game. It'd be the St. James Sharks. That wouldn't um, be that wouldn't be a good day for the Sharks, I don't think. But but also, no matter who wins or loses between Fort Dorchester and Somerville later in the year, both of these teams are going to go to opposite sides of the lower state bracket. Meaning they could, you could face each other again, lower state championship, just like they did last year. That would be something. But Fort Dorchester, can't talk. Fort Dorchester goes to four and two, one and zero on the season, forty nine thirty five. Over Goose Creek. Uh, also, real quick, Goose Creek, a possible they could be looking at Dutch Fork in the first round of the playoffs if Dutch Fork finishes fourth in their region. That's not a gimme. I still look for Fort for uh, excuse me for uh, Dutch Fork to kind of wake up a little bit in region, but so far they have not. They are they are not playing good football. So let's talk about the Berkeley Stags. That's a team I cover on WTUA 106.1 FM, streaming at WTUARadio.com. I've been saying all year that Region 65A was anybody's region. Boy, Goose Creek proved me wrong. They, they, they put it on Berkeley two weeks ago. Berkeley, I mean, they could not get anything going offensively. They had one touchdown Caden Bash kind of it was a little wide receiver screen and Caden Bash was able to break it just his athleticism but Goose Creek kept everything in front of them and and they really I mean to me a statement win by Goose Creek what they did to Berkeley saying you know hey this is still our region but this past week Berkeley uh, hosted Wando for homecoming and the Berkeley offense uh, between uh, Fort Dorchester and Goose Creek through eight quarters, they only scored seven points. I mean, this is an offense. I mean, very young, freshman quarterback. But they were scoring over 30 points a game. But, boy, they get it going again over Wando. 52-10 to 10 
over to Wando Warriors. So now I'm going to say it's everybody except Goose Creek fighting for second place. I, I think you got to give the favorite to Kane Bay, but I think Berkeley could maybe play with Kane Bay and match up a little better than they did with Goose Creek. So, and that second spot in the region, that's a home playoff game. That, that sets up things very nicely for you. But Berkeley goes to four and three on the season. They are one and one in region play. Wando drops to one and six. Oh and two in region play. Freshman quarterback Henry Rivers can't say enough about him. 335 yards passing, four touchdowns, 103 yards rushing, and two touchdowns. I mean, just unbelievable numbers from a freshman playing 5A football. Caden so. Bash, a wide receiver, six receptions, 147 yards, and a touchdown. Miller Wetzel, the big tight end, he's slowly becoming an integral part of this offense. He had a receiving touchdown. He's a lot of fun to watch play. They they bounced back from a rough two-game stretch between Fort D and Goose Creek where they were outscored 101 to 7. I mean it's it's essentially a JV team playing against those teams, but I mean they really bounced back in a big way. Excuse me, I, like I said I'm getting over covid. I'm going to have to cough. Go, Go ahead. ahead. Um I was just going to add, you know, I mean, it's just like a vice versa. It just They flipped the strip against Wando. They basically beat Wando by the same exact score or by the same one point off from being the exact opposite on the, on yeah. the differential. Uh, uh, they, they really – they kind of bounce back. And, and, I mean, I know Wando's not a great football team at this point. They're one and six. But still, Berkeley's young, and I thought it was a good bounce back win for them. And like I said, a home playoff game is still on the table for the Stags and for Kane Bay. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, I'm, I'm putting a horse before the card here because Kane Bay are, are playing Goose Creek this week, if I'm not mistaken. And, and and Kane Bay could win. I mean, with a win over Goose Creek, who knows? Kane Bay's got a good football team. they got a great coach in Russell's air. I mean, I'm not giving it to Goose Creek. I'm assuming. That's what I'm doing. Well, but you know what happens when you assume. Yeah, I know. I know what happens when you assume, but you can also say, you know, if Kane Bay goes in there and, I mean, if Kane Bay handles their business at home and beats Goose Creek, then they can turn that conference on its head. So let's let's look at, like I said, we've been looking at playoff scenarios. We'll start doing this every week for the next few weeks, and it's very unclear right now. But realistically, let's say the Stags lose to Kane Bay, beat Stratford, finish third in region. So if, if that happens, you're looking at a uh, playoff at home the way, Stephen, I'm telling you, I looked at this two or three times at the way they have South Carolina High School League has this bracket, Region 6, 5A, number three seed would host a number four seed in Region 5. Hmm. That would be, at this point, Conway. A Conway team who's not very good this year. I think they've got one win on the season. Yeah, they're they're not doing so well right now. Now I'm I'm looking at internet. I'm looking at South Carolina High School League bracket. It could be wrong, and as we get closer to get a little more clear, but that's what I saw. So we'll see. It, it shows Region Six number three versus the Region Five number four, and the higher seed would host. Right? Am exactly. I correct in that? Usually the higher seed hosts. So. <coughs> Excuse um, me. So, uh, big be. win for Berkeley. They bounce back, and um, they they have a, a a big game coming up this week. We'll talk about upcoming games later on. Uh, let's talk about a gritty performance by the Cane Bay Crobers. They beat Stratford, a very pesky Stratford team, sixteen to fourteen. The Cobras get the win. They go to five and two. On the season, they are 2-0 and in region play. That's huge for Kane Bay. Stratford, man, these guys have dropped some tough football games. They, they have played some really, really tough competition in their schedule. I mean, if you look at their schedule, they played James Island, who's undefeated and in the top five in region four, uh, region, uh, excuse me, in 4A. They played the Lexington, and they here. nearly beat Lexington. Dutch Fort, Carolina Forest, Somerville, Cane Bay. I mean, Stratford's played some really, really good football teams. 
played them tough, but I mean, you got to find a way to win. And Kane Bay found a way to win, 16 to 14 over the Knights. Uh, Bryson Johnson had a 62-yard touchdown. Mark Stewart had a five-yard touchdown run. The difference in the game was Parker Osborne and the leg of Parker Osborne. A 40-yard field goal was the difference in this football game. This was just a 9-7 game at the half, a defensive struggle. A big win for Kane Bay. Uh, two weeks ago, Stratford again played Somerville, played him tough, uh, but lose 44-21. Kane Bay beat Wando 55-7 with no problem there. So, like I said, with the win over Stratford, Kane Bay is 2-0 in region. They are right there with Goose Creek. Anything can happen. I mean, I'm not going to give it to Goose Creek. Kane Bay's a good team. I've seen them up close. They can play football. Now, again, playoffs started. If the playoffs started today, you're looking at West Ashley at Kane Bay, mm. a very familiar opponent. Uh, these two teams faced each other in week three. Kane Bay won that one 19 to 14. It was not a very a tough game. Those are two very similar offenses. Both want to just run the football, pound pound you down the field, play defense. Uh, you're looking at Stratford. Unfortunately, if they finish number four in region, they would travel to White Knoll, an undefeated White Knoll team, uh, region four, number one at this point. So, again, very early to talk about playoffs, but if the playoffs started, Stratford, tough road game at White Knoll and Cane so- Bay – Hosting West Ashley. I'm just I'm just gonna ask because I, mean, I remember, you know, I mean, if they finish fourth in the region, there's only five teams in the region. I mean, would they even make the playoffs? They would. They would. Fourth team would make the region. Would make wow. playoffs. Okay. I I haven't paid attention to this in a few years. This is blowing my mind. How some of these in teams... in five A, they would. They'll okay. even have at large teams. So you could look at teams that. With the possibility, an 0-10 team can make the playoffs. Mm. Yeah, kind of waters it down on that first round, but it is it is what it is. So moving on, Ashley Ridge, the Swamp Foxes. You know we liked Ashley Ridge. Two weeks ago, they lose a tough one at Fort Dorchester, 40-22. to It was their first loss of the season. Uh, two weeks ago, West Ashley defeated Stahl, 65 nothing. Uh, no problem there with the Warriors. But this past week, Ashley Ridge and West Ashley, the Battle of the Ashleys. Ashley Ridge gets the best of them, 31-20. Ashley Ridge goes to 6-1 and one on the season, 1-1 one and one in region play. Right now, they are fighting for a playoff spot and a, you know, a good seeding in the playoff. And number three is not going to have to face a number one like West Ashley would. West Ashley falls to five and three, one and one in region. This was a back and forth affair. These are two very different kind of offenses. West Ashley with that running game, they just kind of, like I said, play defense and run the football. Ashley Ridge is going to throw it to Derek Sally, and that's what they did all night long. Trevor Cleese had three touchdowns. All of them went to Derek Sally. Seven receptions, 270 yards, and three touchdowns. His touchdown receptions were 89 yards, 70 yards, and 41 yards. I mean, that's unbelievable numbers. Who who, who was guarding him? Stevie Wonder? (laughs) 67 receptions on the season, over 1,200 yards, 20 touchdowns. Uh, They they say he's a Shrine Bowl snub. I know Shrine Bowl picks have a hard time of of getting all the right people, but – Sometimes it's just like the Heisman. It's, it's a popularity contest. Derek Sally's going to get some looks for some big schools. I mean, he's got the size. He's got the numbers. I mean, I can't wait to see him play this week. That's who my Berkeley Stags play this week, and I'll get an up-close look at Derek Sally. And, boy, he's got to be salivating if he's been watching film of Berkeley's secondary over the last few weeks. Derek salivating. No, anyway, he's he ought to be uh... – you know, chomping at the bit to, to, you know, and he's got a good name, Derek Sally. I mean, that just kind of rolls off the tongue. Big time wide receiver. West Ashley's Kevin Brown, the big linebacker slash running back, had 156 yards rushing. Uh, Kevin McCoon, Kevin Keith McCoon had a 30 yard field goal. If the playoff started today, you're looking at Ashley Ridge at Carolina Forest. I, I, if I was Carolina Forest, I would not want to face. 
an Ashley Ridge team that would probably be eight and two with just the only two losses coming to Fort Dorchester and Somerville? I mean, Carolina Forest isn't impressing any, a whole lot of people, so you know it could, it could just happen that way. Up next, let's go to some 4A games. Uh, James Island. The Islanders are just uh, – oh, excuse me, that's St. John's. Yeah, the, the Trojans. The Sorry. Trojans. James Island Trojans go to 7-0 and on the season. They are now 2-0 and in region with a big win over May River, 49-14. to James Island's defense has four shutouts this season. They have been outscoring their opponents by an average of 46-4. to So May River with 14 points, a little above average over the rest of their opponents. Well, I mean – May River scored 14 points, which was the total coming in for the whole whole year for the defense. That's unbelievable. And like you said, 46 to four. That's that's crazy. 322 points scored, 28 given up. And they haven't. I mean, they they haven't played a whole lot of tough competition, but they've. I mean, even their toughest was Cane Bay, and they they handled them. Well, a, a good a good. I mean, a decent Cane Bay team. I mean, oh, yeah. you're looking at the Cane Bay team that could possibly. You know, with a win over Goose Creek, win their region in 5A. So, I mean, to me, that's an impressive uh, win for James Allen. But Trojans are on a collision course with Lucy Beckham on October 27th. That's mm-hmm. going to be a heck of a football game. Both of these teams are probably going to be undefeated at the time. That's what I'm looking at, too. I mean, I'd, boy, I'd like to skip my game and go to that game. That's going to be a good one to see. So, playoffs. The playoffs started this week. You're looking at an at-large at James Island. And just me looking around at, an, at who could be the at-large. Man, Hartsville right now is struggling. And I say struggling for Hartsville standards. They're 4-3, and 0-2 oh in region. They just lost to Myrtle Beach this past week. Wouldn't that be a heck of a first-round game to have the Hartsville Red Foxes at James Island? I mean, Hartsville, boy, I've went up to Hartsville many times over the last few years in playoffs and just got our hearts broke by by the Red Foxes. You go out there and play at Kelly Stadium in them cornfields, man, that's that's big-time football they play up at Hartsville. So that – I would not want to face a Hartsville team in the first round of the playoffs. Not a Hartsville team that struggled like that. But anyway, uh, they, they play a very tough region, very tough teams up there. It's going to be very interesting. So for the James, James Island, Island undefeated on the season. Like I said, they got a collision course coming with Lucy Beckham. Lucy Beckham Bengals have a big win over Bluffton this week, 45-22. to They are now 6-0 on the region, 6-0 overall, 2-0 in the region. Bluffton falls to four and three, one and one in region play. Chalmers Ballard had 240 yards passing, four touchdowns. Charles Bird, 142 yards rushing for the Bengals, 42 yard touchdown reception. Trevor Reynolds had three touchdowns. He had two pass receptions and a run. I mean, just everybody spreading the ball around. Chalmers Ballard's really done a really good job spreading the ball around to all those skill position players for Lucy Beckham. They are averaging 46 points per game, giving up just seven points per game. So Bluffton got a little more than what they had. They took that average up, actually. So, yeah. And I was just looking at that. Uh, <clears throat> both James Island and Lucy Beckham are averaging the same amount of points per game. And, and, and of course, James Island has the advantage on the defensive side with just three points. That game is going to be October 27th. It's going to be at Lucy Beckham. I mean, that is going to be. Are you sure it's at Lucy Beckham? No, I'm not. I think that's at James Island. Okay. Well, wherever it's at. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. Looking at the wrong thing here. So I was it is right. going to be home for Lucy Beckham. <laughs> All right. So at Lucy Beckham, that's going to be a big time atmosphere. Man, it's going to be a chill in the air. It's going to be a big crowd. Where exactly is that teams. stadium? You know, I'm assuming that they play at that district stadium over there. Oh, they like share and one. all of those? No, no, it's two of them. There's one over Mount Pleasant also. Okay. One, no, I've been there when we played Wando, but we haven't played Lucy Beckham. So I I think that they play at that district stadium also. Okay. Very nice stadium. Artificial turf. I mean, beautiful stands. I mean, it's, it's a great place to watch a football game. So 
again, throw, throw this around a little bit. If the playoff started this week, you're looking at Region 6, 4A, number 4, which would be Wilson. I think it's – is it the Wilson Tigers? Yes. Wilson at Lucy Beckham in first round, and Bluffton would be hosting AC Flora. So – Well, in that scenario, I think Lucy Beckham handles their their side of the thing easily. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, you could be looking at – you could be looking at whoever wins between Lucy Beckham and James Island. You could be looking at these two teams playing again in lower state championship. Now, are they on the opposite sides of the bracket as well? I did not look at that, but I'm guessing so because that's normally how it's going to go. It's, it's a is good that region number one is going to be in one part of the bracket? Region number two is going to go to the other part of the bracket. Mm-hmm. So they would have to go through that number one on that part. But if they made it, realistically, those two teams could be face each other. In lower state. Uh, hopefully the strength of schedule, you know, works out. You know, both of them have not played super tough competition. So. Y'all, I excuse this cough. I'm still trying to get over this. Uh, so let's talk about the Philip Simmons Iron Horses. They had a bye this past week. Two weeks ago, man, I you, we got to talk about this game. This was billed as a huge game for both teams. Philip Simmons and Buford. Buford had lost their first two games. Had won five in a row. This was time for Philip Simmons to flex and show who they were. And, boy, they did it. They beat the pants off Buford. 36-6. to K.J. Asbury had 173 yards rushing and three touchdowns. He's over 1,200 on the season with 17 touchdowns. I mean, just a big-time game by a big-time player. Uh, Philip Simmons had 400 yards of offense, 307 of that was on the ground. I, I, barring a zap disaster against Hanahan. Now, Hanahan with a healthy, healthy Kevon Rivera. Mm-hmm. I mean, no, that's that's going to be a tough game. We've seen that the last couple of weeks. We'll but talk the about Iron Horses are, are going to win that region, hands down. That, that, to me, that's their biggest test. I think Hanahan's going to fight them a little bit. But Phillip Simmons, man, they are they so, are rolling right now. So you don't think North Charleston's going to give them a test this week? No, not really. I, 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 I'm, I don't, I'm not going to put them on my upset alert. Okay, all right. So I, I think they're they're safe. Yeah, I think Hanahan's their only only real competition left. Now, I read this in the paper, and I thought it was interesting, so I wrote it down. Now, this is just a – I mean, this is a, a 16-, 17-year-old kid excited in the moment after a game. They interviewed K.J. Asbury, asking what he thought after they beat Buford. He said, and I quote, we beat them so bad, they should just give us the rings right now. <laughs> Don't ever say anything like that. Don't say that. No. <laughs> I bet his coach read that the next day, and he said he probably called KJ on the phone. KJ, come over here, man. I got. I got to talk to you, son. Um, look here. We don't want to give nobody no bulletin board material. Yeah, and and in three A, I mean, boy, there's some good football teams in three A. Dylan. In the lower state, mm-hmm. Manning, who's undefeated Manning. right now, Daniel in the upstate, who's ranked number one in the state. Uh, no doubt, there's a lot of good teams left. <laughs> but though. Philip Simmons playing really good football right now, and they are still undefeated. Speaking of Buford, this past week they have no problem with Battery Creek, forty-one to six over the Dolphins. Buford goes to five and three, one and one in region play. Battery Creek drops to 0-8, 0-2 in region play. Big fight for Region 8, 3A number two seed with Hanahan, and that's the last game of the season, Buford and Hanahan. And that's a home playoff game, so there are a lot of implications there on that game. I think that's also on the 27th. Stephen, I don't have it pulled up in front of me, but I think that game also on the 27th. I'm not sure where that one is, but wow. that's going to be Buford, Hanahan, a lot on the line. If they beat Hanahan, they would be home in the playoffs, probably against Loris, which is uh, Loris Lions, uh, Region 7, number 3. If they lose to Hanahan, they're probably at the loser between Dillon and Manning. There's still some possibilities here, though, Tim. I mean, Hanahan's 1-1 in the region. Phillip Simmons is 1-0 in the region. North Charleston's one and one in the region. Buford's one and one in the region. 
any one of those teams with a little bit of a falter by Philip Simmons could, <coughs> you know, jump up and, to and, the one. And like I said, Hanahan, a healthy Hanahan team with a healthy Kayvon Rivera, that's a dangerous football team. That's, uh, that's, uh, that's why I said, you know, this is what's on the line between that Hanahan-Buford game. You either host Loris or you go to either Dylan or Manning in the first round. Mm. So, That's not uh, a good trip. No, I mean, it's a huh. nice trip to Manning. I love the stadium. I love it. Manning's kind of had a resurgence. They are still undefeated. No, they got a. They're in the same region now as Dylan. And boy, we've had our hearts broke by Dylan many times over the years. Oh, have we? Have we? Oh, please. <laughs> have we? But uh, Buford fighting, clawing, trying to get into playoffs. They're the defending three A state champion, and if they get in there, who knows? I mean, anything can happen. Let's. They could put it all together at one time, too. Speaking of Kayvon Rivera and the Hanahan Hawks, they get a big win this past week over North Charleston, 55-12 to over the Cougars. Hanahan at 3-4, and 1-0, most importantly, in region play. North Charleston, 4-4, and 1-1 and in region play. Uh, North Charleston could look at a possible playoff. I'm not sure how the 3A is going to shake out. I'm, I don't think they will because – 3A is not going to be like 5A where the fourth seed gets in. Mm-hmm. But a big win for Hanahan. Kayvon Rivera had 105 yards rushing and three touchdowns. He's went over 4,000 yards on his career at Hanahan. I and mean, that's just a, if unbelievable. I'm not mistaken, unbelievable. If I'm not mistaken, that, that, that game uh, Friday night put him over 1,000 for the season. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure you're right. Uh, Julian Hippensteel, 240 yards passing, two touchdowns. Uh, Drew Goldsmith had five receptions, 138 yards, and a touchdown. Man, Hanahan's always got a big-time wide receiver. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are always loaded at skill position. They got some athletes there. <laughs> I remember the one from back in my day. But Those the last two games for Hanahan, they host Phillip Simmons, and they're at Buford. I mean, that's, 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 a, t- that's a tough two games. That's as tough a two games as anybody in the States got right there. But – so the Hawks are going to try to. Uh, they still got a chance. Yeah, I mean anything can happen. I mean they they took Woodland two weeks ago. Uh, Woodland's one of the top five teams in two A. They took Woodland to the wire. They lost to Woodland thirty one twenty eight. But uh, Hanahan's a good football team, a dangerous football team, and and I'm not sure they got they can put it together against Philip Simmons, but they got a chance against Buford. And- so. Yeah, like I said, the playoff started this week. If, if the Hawks were to beat Buford, home playoff game, if they were to lose to Buford, looking at probably at Dillon. So that's that's going to be a tough one. But a big win for Hanahan over North Charleston, and uh, congratulations to Kayvon Rivera, over 4,000 yards in his career. That's just an unbelievable career by a fine young running back there for Hanahan. Uh, we talked about Woodland a few minutes ago. They are still undefeated, 6-0 and on the season, 1-0 and in region play with a big win over Ridgeland-Hardyville, 41-12. to Ridgeland-Hardyville falls to 3-4, and 0-2 in region play. Uh, two weeks ago, Woodland had a big win over 3A Hanahan, 31-28. Woodland Wolverines going to make some noise in the 2A playoffs. They beat Hampton County. They win the region. They get home field advantage. Now, Hampton County playing really good football now. So those two teams on the collision course going to decide that region. Now, if the playoffs started this week, you're probably looking at Academic Magnet at Woodland in the first round. Academic Magnet? Mag. Ac Mag's playing some ball. Um, I, I, I've been trying to wonder. I guess they don't call – uh, they call it Hampton County now, not Wade Hampton, I'm assuming. Right, right. That's, so that's... I've been a little lost, so I haven't been updating any of their information, so I did not realize they were they were putting up some good Come numbers Come on, Stephen, get with it, man. I got to get with it. Speaking of ACMAG, Timberland goes to ACMAG this week, this past week, and they get a huge win over the Raptors, 48 to nothing. Timberland goes to 3-5 and five overall. But most importantly, 2-0 in region play. Wolves are playing good football right now. Now, they're on a collision course. 
the last game of the season, they play Oceanside. Man, we know what Oceanside has. I mean, they you, are a good football team. Do you think they set these regions up sometimes with like your with your powerhouses? I mean, because like I said, we got Lucy Beckham it's and, fun, and James it's funny, Island. It's funny last how it, game. It Somerville falls out. and Fort Dorchester. Right. Yeah, it's just cool. It's really cool. Kyler Brown, a uh, young quarterback for Timberland, 240 yards passing, five touchdowns. Aiden Berrios had 147 receiving yards and two touchdowns. I mean, big win for Timberland. Two straight wins. They beat Bishop England two weeks ago, I was 35 at that game. to 14. I was at that game. And, and Kylan, Kylan Brown, I'm going to tell you, he if he, could, if he could just take a little bit off every now and then, he would he would be a tremendous – or he would have a tremendous amount of passing yards right now. Yeah, I saw him in the first game of the season. I was very impressed with him. That's something you don't expect to see when you see a Timberland team. Is, is he, throws, a te- a he throws a passing quarterback. Really good deep ball. Um, but, yeah, I watched him in that game on my 30th reunion. And Bishop England, they just didn't look like the Bishop England I remember. So, if the playoffs started this week – now this and this is assuming. I don't want to disrespect your wolves, but this is assuming Oceanside beats Timberland and Timberland finishes second in region. I, I'm good with that. You're looking at Andrews at Timberland first round. Ooh. Two old rivals old in a playoff rivals. game. Yeah, that's that's going to be a what they call a slobber knocker. A slobber knocker. Yeah, a slugfest. Hmm. You know, I've heard that a word slobber knocker before. It's a wrestling term. Is it? It's a wrestling term. Well, it, it's going to be that and some more. Andrews Yellow Jackets. That's that, that'd be a huge game. But that'd big be... win for Timberland. Congratulations to the Wolves. Uh, last game, well, really, wasn't even a game in Oceanside. Collegiate had a bye, so uh, they are four and two, one and zero in the region. If the playoffs started this week, they're looking at King Street in the first round. Ooh. That could. Be a basically a bye week. Yeah, uh, for sure. I mean, I hate to say that against the the boys over there in Kansas, but excuse me. They they just they just gotta they gotta get their stuff together over there. Get some good coaching or something. Dropping down to one uh, A Cross, the Cross Trojans. They are been on a tear lately. They are also on a bye this past week. They are six and one on the season and one and zero in region play. Two weeks ago, they played the St. John's Islanders. They came away with a big 56 to nothing win over St. John's. Tyler Mungan had 166-yard passing, 79 rushes, rushing yards, two touchdowns. Makai Green, four rushing touchdowns. Four rushing touchdowns. That's, that's a pretty good night. Well, he had to ice them legs the next day. Linebacker David Wigfall had a 30-yard pick six, had two interceptions overall. Wide receiver Jamez Way, six receptions, 88 yards. Man, Cross is going to be tough to beat in the lower state in 1A. I, I guarantee it. And I'm going to tell you, I, I've heard that name Wigfall a lot. And, you know, if you know, I hadn't seen him play, but I'd like to know what his size and, and everything is because it sounds like he's a pretty good defender. He's 6'5", 235. Six five two thirty five. No, I'm just I made that up. Okay, wow, <laughs> you had me amazed for you know, a second. He's playing that big. Well, I mean, am I, am I if wrong? he's six five two thirty five, he'd already be doggone being looked at by Clemson, Carolina, Georgia. Call, call Dabo and call. Uh, oh, they need another kicker. We need some. We need. Hey, Does he kick come too? On, man, that's that's a low. That's a low. <laughs> Does he kick too? <laughs> you son of a bitch. That was a low one. <laughs> Ugh, man, I don't even, don't even know who you are anymore. <laughs> All right, a few more scores to talk about real quick. Northwood has defeated First Baptist 67-24. to Williamsburg Academy Stallions. Get a lot of comments from Williamsburg people. Uh, they had a big win over Buford Academy, 26-13. to Lawrence Manning defeated Porter Gowd. Lawrence Manning's got a good football program. Always have. I mean, just big time. One of the uh, best private schools in the state. They really are. 23 to 14 win over Porter Gowd. Manning stays undefeated. They defeat Georgetown 40 to 13. Myrtle Beach defeats Hartsville 24-21. A three-loss Hartsville team. Uh, that's that's going to be a dangerous team in the playoffs. Trust me. We'll talk about them uh, 
in a few weeks in the playoffs for sure. Andrews defeats Mullins 53-26. to Big win for the Yellow Jackets. Marion defeats King Street 34 to nothing, and Pinewood Prep over Florence Christian 35 to 12. Pinewood Prep has four straight wins after an 0 3 start. First year coach Devontae Holloman got him playing ball. Devontae Holloman, he's brought it together. So, Steve, upcoming games this week. Uh, let's talk about that and let's talk about maybe do a little pick them real quick. All right. So, um, what I got up here at number one, we got Berkeley at Ashley Ridge. Berkeley leads the all-time series three to two. So, you know, Berkeley's got their work cut out for them in this one. Yeah, I, I just I, – I, I like Ashley Ridge in it. I'd, I'd like to see Berkeley. This really isn't a game that means a lot to either team because it's not a region game. Mm-hmm. It's kind of thrown in the middle of the region schedule. I'd like to think Berkeley's defense could get some stops, but I think Ashley Ridge will get a few more stops than Berkeley will, mm-hmm. and I think Ashley Ridge by two touchdowns. I'm thinking I'm thinking something along that same lines. Um, second game, we got uh, Goose Creek at Kane Bay. Mm. Goose Creek leads the all-time series nine to three. I, I to me, Stephen, is is which Goose Creek team shows up. I mean, if it's the Goose Creek team I saw two weeks ago, the way they dismantled Berkeley. I mean, like I said, they got athletes. Clary at yeah. quarterback. Uh, McGowan at running back, Daniels at wide receiver. I mean, they they can hurt you from anywhere. They got speed on defense. I'm going with the Gators. Hey, and whoever wins, who whoever in this game wins, or whoever wins this game is going to be in the driver's seat. Yeah, I mean, both it's teams a huge are game, undefeated in the region. Kane, I'm, Kane I'm going Bacon, with Goose Creek in this game as well. Kane Bacon turn this region on his head with a win over Goose Creek. They could, but I just think Goose Creek's got a. Yeah, a little I, bit more more gas in the tank. My heart says Kane Bay. My head says Goose Creek. What's the next game? We got Stratford at Wando, which is basically a battle for the bottom. Um, on paper, it's going to be a close game. Both teams one and six. I think Stratford's a much better team. I think they blow Wando out. I think I think the same. Stratford leads that all time series twenty nine to ten. Probably going to take it to thirty and ten. Uh, next on the list, Fort Dorchester at Stahl. Why are we? I mean, it's just the next one on the list. And you know what? D, I, no, no disrespect to Stahl. Wouldn't you love to see Stahl upset Fort Dorchester? I, <laughs> it's, 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 that's ambitious. That's very ambitious. Yeah, but Fort, D Fort D's, D's too good. Uh, there was a story in the news a couple of week, a couple of days ago. I don't know. All the fever I had with COVID last week has just kind of got everything swirling around in my head. But there was a story on the news about these Fort Dorchester parents who on the bye week go to stall games and support stall. Because that's awesome. I think it's very awesome. That's, and I that's, think everybody should do it. I mean, credit these kids at stall. They come out and fight every week. And they keep going and they keep fighting. They, it'd be very easy to say, you know what, I quit. I, we ain't playing it. We just yeah. forfeit. I agree with you. They I mean, love football. And – you know, nobody wants to – I'm just going to bring up a random thing here, but, you know, Lake Marion, they're not good in baseball. They're not good in softball. They're not good in football. But they've got one of the best basketball programs in the state. Yeah. But nobody wants to play them in basketball. But on the flip side of that coin, you know, just like you said, at least the kids show up and they, they, they give their hearts out. They play. Yeah, no doubt. I, um. I, 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 I sure don't mean to disrespect, big. but yeah, Fort Dorchester is going to kill him. Fort Dorchester wins big. <laughs> and then funny thing about this is Fort D has actually lost a stall two times in the past. Way back in the early days, but they did. Uh, next on the list, Somerville at West Ashley. I think West Ashley plays them tough for about a quarter or so, but Somerville's just too good. Yeah. Uh, West Ashley's not built to keep up with Somerville. They're the no. kind of team that's going to – they need to keep the game close or either stay in front of you and just run the clock, but Somerville's not going to let them do that. I see West Ashley getting a couple of early scores, you know, to stay close, but Somerville walks away with this one. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then takes their pro- probably takes their series lead on that to 21-3. to They've only have, lost to West Ashley three times. Have we agreed history. on every game so far? I think so. Okay, keep going. But, I mean, we haven't had any really close ones yet. Okay. 
All right, next we go down to uh, 4A. We got Bluffton at James Island. I think Bluffton's a, probably one of the better teams that James Island's will have faced so far. But I think James Island's just too good. I, I think, I think I Bluffton think, plays them close for a while, but James Island, yeah. James yeah, Island not, with the big win. I'm going to agree with you on that. You know, like I said, again, we're going to agree on this one. Um, Bluffton's going to probably hang tight for a quarter or two. And then James Island's going to walk away. It's probably going to end up being something like 35-7, to seven, if I had to guess it. James Island leads the series threes and two, and they are on a three-game win streak. So James Island is on a, on a streak in the end of that one. All right. Colleton County at May River. Uh, Battle of two two-and-five teams. Um, I think kind of the same thing but as we said with Stratford and Wando. I think identical records, but May River's a much better team. I think you know, May River big. Yeah, and May River's May River's played the tougher schedule in the conference early, so they're zero and two. While Collinson County does have a win in the conference, but May River's going to win this one. I think I think pretty big. Yeah, Lucy Beckham at Hilton Head. Um, I I, I don't think Lucy Beckham has really played anybody yet. I don't no. think they've been tested. No, that's not taking anything away from them because I know how good they are. But I think that Hilton Head is not a great team, but they're a decent team. And I think this could be close for a little while, but I think it's going to be Lucy Beckham pull them away, pulling away two touchdowns. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, like you said, Hilton Head's tough. They've got, you know, uh, they just they just don't have enough for Lucy Beckham. Let, let um, me let me throw this in there. Bluffton, they Lucy Beckham beat Bluffton this past week, 45-22. Bluffton's the first team that they beat with a winning record. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not looking good on that side of the coin. I, I'm going to go with Lucy Beckham as well. Now, <laughs> it's hard to hard to see anyone here that we might might disagree on cuz you know, most of this we're talking about are all region games now. Next game on the schedule is Hanahan Battery Creek. I don't even know if we need to talk about it. Yeah, Hanahan big. Hanahan yeah. by a lot. For sure. Um, Hanahan has never lost to Battery Creek, and that's, that's pretty much where it's at. Phillip Simmons at North Charleston. I don't think this one's really worth talking about either. Yeah, Phillip Simmons big. We all know that. Uh, what I'm else thinking, you got? I'm thinking the Phillip Simmons boys end up running for probably 400 yards in that game. Yeah, for sure. Uh, we won't even talk about that one. Oceanside and Academic Magnet. Keep going. And here's here's probably the last one we really got anything worth talking about. Lake Marion at Timberland. Timberland isn't that great this year. And Lake Marion, they just struggle in football. But I think Timberland probably ends up winning <coughs> this by 50. And the only reason I say this is because Timberland has never, ever lost to Lake Mary. Yeah, I, I can remember watching uh, watching Mike Williams play at Lake Marion and they came to Timberland and Timberland blew him out. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't even As good of a close, player as so. Mike Williams was, you know. Yeah, uh, um, he was impressive, but nobody else was. So, yeah, Timberland big. Is that all your games you got coming up? Now, you did talk about Woodland. Woodland's got Hampton this week. Oh, that, that could be a good game. Um. That's why I got question marks on my sheet here because, like I said earlier, I didn't realize they had changed the name of the school to Hampton County. I thought it was still Wade Hampton, so I, I don't have any information on them. You know, so you can you can kind of fill in on that one. I'm, I'm going to say uh, they are at Hampton County. I don't know, Stephen. Uh, Again, Woodland has not beaten anybody this year with a winning record. Now, you play who's in front of you. Mm -hmm. But they kind of had a little struggle with Hanahan, a Hanahan team that's three and four. I'm going to pull the upset here, and I'm going to go with Hampton County. Well, just on the sake of not agreeing with you this time, I'm going to go ahead and pull for Woodland. I'm going to say Woodland wins this game probably by three touchdowns. Okay. Well, so the one game is going to decide who wins – the pick them this week <laughs> so we can just kind of put that on the record i well, got woodland you got ha- wade hampton or hampton county i'm sorry all right i got one game we can talk about here what who you like florida south carolina mm. 
you know, I seen some funny stuff this morning because I, I hadn't really paid it no attention since since the weekend. Of course, I had another, um, you know, travel ball tournament with my daughter. Uh, we, you know, gold bracket number one seed champions again. I'm sorry, and my girl got MVP. Congratulations! I, I know how much you love it. Um, anyway, so South Carolina's actually favored in the game. They look like crap against Tennessee. They did look like crap against Tennessee. I'm not going to – And, and I, I, I was, was kind right of on the fence you. until Tennessee came out with those uniforms, and I said, all right, I'm going with South Carolina. Yeah. Full form the whole game. Yeah. But – and and this game, you know, Watkins – this is at Williams-Brice. It's a 3.30 game. Um, they're not going to have the light show like they normally would. But, hey, I'm a homer. I think, I think Carolina pulls it out. I think we do another uh, – Mississippi State type win, you know, it might be close, but I think we win by seven, maybe 35-28. Carolina at home is going to be tough. They're going to be tough to beat. Hey, Spencer Rattler's a tough dude, man. I got a little joke for you. I'm going to tell you a joke. We'll end it on a joke. I want to hear this. All right. So this medical student, right, Mm -hmm. uh, he's becoming an – golly, mine's blank. He got it, does autopsies. Right. Medical examiner. Right. Okay. So he starts his first day on a job, and he he's go, goes to his first body, and he's looking around, and he rolls it over, and he notices there's a cork in their butt. Mm-hmm. And he looks at it, and is that a cork? And he pulls it out, and it says, go Gamecocks. He sticks it back in. He's like, what in the world? Hmm. And he pulls it out again and says, go, Cox. And he sticks it back in. He says, holy crap. He ran and got the supervisor. you got to come see this. <laughs> so the supervisor comes in there and he rolls him over. He pulls a cork out and says, go, game, Cox. He sticks it back in. Medical examiner, the uh, supervisor says, son, every fall I hear assholes all over the state saying the same thing. That ain't nothing new. <laughs> For that... That's for bringing up kicker. <laughs> All right, y'all. Sorry like about it. Uh, losing it for a week there last week, but uh, we'll be back with you next week. Thanks for listening. Hey, thank you, everybody.